Hello. Before we jump into the show, we need to shout out our awesome new sponsor, Marquee TV. Man, I was so excited when we got the news about the sponsor. You all might remember from a few weeks ago that I talked about my new Shakespeare project where I'm learning everything I can about Macbeth. It felt like we said the name Shakespeare out loud and the marquee people appeared and said, (laughs) we gotcha. It really did. Yeah. In case you're not familiar, Marquee TV is a streaming service. They have theater, ballet, opera, documentaries. There's a bunch of behind the scenes content of productions. Basically, it's a fun way to nerd out about the arts. Yeah, it's a streaming service that will take you to the best theaters in the world from the comfort of your own sofa. I've already added so many things to our watch list. Did you know there's a ballet based on the works of Beatrix Potter? I did. They've got a little preview video of somebody dancing around in a rabbit costume. Peter Rabbit doing ballet. (laughs) I also added a few hip-hop dance shows just to balance out the dancing bunnies. Yeah, (laughs) hip-hopra. That's what they call it. They do. It's so fun. Mozart's Requiem from the London Philharmonic Orchestra and a bunch of Shakespeare plays, including Richard II starring my pretend best friend, David Tennant. And Judy Dench talking about her long relationship with Shakespeare in a master class. Yeah, I love Judy Dench. Sure. But David Tennant. Yeah, that's quite a battle there. Okay. There's a special deal for our listeners. Marquee TV is offering three months of their service for 99 cents. You get three months of all of this good stuff for 99 cents yeah. with the code SSOP. That cost seems absurdly low to me. Like first, I expected it to be much higher given the quality of the content, but also 99 cents. You, you can't park next to a theater for 99 cents. Accurate. Also, if you watch Marquee TV, you get to see these shows maybe wearing your pajamas and hanging out with your cat yeah. or your dog. Yeah. It's a good way to sort of indulge your own curiosity. You can see all the performances of Hamlet or maybe the first 15 minutes of all of the performances of Hamlet, and you don't have to rope your friends and family into all of that. Or you could watch Richard II over and over and over and over. <laughs> What's the best angle for David Tennant in Richard II? Trick question. All of them. <laughs> anyway, You definitely need to explore the website because there is a ton of really fun, fascinating, engaging stuff on there. I went in specifically looking for Shakespeare and I found a ton of other things I wanted to watch. Yeah. You can keep up with what they're doing on social media at Marquee Arts TV. You can visit their website at marquee.tv. That's marquee.tv to get three months of their service for just 99 cents with the promo code SSOP. Bring the arts home with Marquee TV. And now the show. Coming up, a neo-Gothic novel set in South Africa. A cozy story about a barbarian warlord. Plus our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. I think we all know by now that I love a gothic novel set in a manor house. (laughs) I believe that's been established, yes. The stereotypical setting is a country estate in the UK. Yeah. Or a castle somewhere in craggy European mountains. I don't know what was going on with the early Gothic authors, but Anne Radcliffe's Mysteries of Udolpho and Horace Walpole's Castle of Otranto are both set in isolated mountain castles in Italy. Okay. Why Italy? What's going on, you two? Mystery, romance, distance. (laughs) I love all of that. 
obviously. But one of my favorite reading experiences is also gothic novels that are set somewhere unexpected. I've talked about what I call sunny gothic. I don't know what other people call it. (laughs) I don't know if there's a formal term, but I call it sunny gothic. Oh, I didn't didn't think you'd made that up. Oh, yeah, I totally made that up. (laughs) Those are novels in places like Greece, Thailand, Turkey, where the sun shines. Yeah. And all of that sun shining makes the houses more eerie because the bright sunshine makes for deeper shadows. Yeah. I've got a new one at the top of my TBR. It's The Gin Waits a Hundred Years by Shubnam Khan, and it's set on the coast of South Africa. Early reviews describe it as a mashup of ghost story, love story, and mystery. The action centers around a dilapidated mansion by the sea, which, by the way, is haunted by a gin. That sounds like your thing. Our heroine is a 15-year-old girl with a severe case of curiosity. So, of course, she ventures into the abandoned and forbidding East Wing, where there's a locked door. (laughs) Yeah? And behind that door, she finds faded photographs and the diary of a young woman named Mina from 1919. There's a tragic love story and secrets, and of course, don't forget about the gin. Right. I've read the first few chapters, and I didn't want to put it down. The writing is very lush and evocative. I want to read a bit from the first page because it has a glorious sense of place and dastardly gothic weather. Okay. No one in Durban remembers a Christmas as hot as this. The heat is a living, breathing thing that climbs through the windows and creeps into kitchens. It follows people to work and it queues in the bank and on trains home. It crouches in bedrooms, going restless until at night, in fury, it throttles those sleeping, leaving them gasping for breath. It sweeps through the streets and bursts open pipes, smashes open green guavas and splits apart driveways. It burns off fingerprints and scorches hair and makes people forget what they are doing and where they are going. Love all those action verbs about the heat. Yeah. So good. Yeah. The setup for the protagonist, Sana, is also excellent. If you enjoy the beginning bits of Jane Eyre, where poor Jane is put upon and misunderstood, you'll love this introduction to Sana and her circumstances. And then, at the end of chapter two, there's a cliffhanger in chapter two. (laughs) Very exciting. I'm in, and maybe you are too. It's The Gin Waits a Hundred Years by Shubnam Khan, and it's out now. For my next book... I will take us into a part of the literary world that we don't get into much here. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I want to talk about high fantasy. This is not literary fantasy. This is the world of elves and dwarves and towns with made-up names. Trolls? Yes. Ogres? (laughs) Yeah. Yep. The characters in this book might be someone's Dungeons & Dragons characters. Awesome. Yeah. The book is called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. This is a story about a giant badass warrior named Viv. Viv wants to retire from being an adventurer, from doing all of the blood-soaked cleaving and killing. (laughs) Viv wants to open a coffee shop. That's adorable, Viv. It is. And that's the story. Viv retires to a little town with a made-up name and starts her coffee shop. (laughs) She clears out an old building. She decorates. She makes friends with the other outsiders. There's a baker and descriptions of his creations. There might be a little romance. 
It's just a charming, cozy story. It sounds really cute. It's very cute. I read it under a blanket during the first week of December, and it was kind of perfect for that. Warning. The book's first line is, Viv buried her greatsword in the scalvert's skull with a meaty crunch. What's a scalvert? It's a made-up creature. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, gross. <laughs> yeah. Is there more skull stabbing? Mostly not. Okay. Yeah, but if you can't get past that first line, this is not your book. But if you can get past that first line, this is a pretty sweet trip. It was nominated for a Nebula and a Hugo last year, and there's another book in the series out now. That one is called Bookshops and Bone Dust. This one is called Legends and Lattes by Travis Baldry. And now our distraction of the week. I kind of alternate throughout the year between listening to audiobooks and listening to podcasts. Yeah. And I'm in a strong podcast phase right now. So I thought I'd share four of the new to me shows that I've been enjoying. Okay. These are the things I listen to while I'm cooking dinner or taking a walk. I want to preface this by saying I'm super picky about podcasts and audiobook narrators. Yeah. I almost always listen with my AirPods and with the noise canceling on. So it's very intimate. Yeah. Having someone talk like that directly into my ear. I'm very tempted to smack my lips right now and maybe cough a little bit. (laughs) But yes, I try to be aware that we are talking into somebody's head and you want to be polite about that kind of thing. Yes. So I want to thank everyone who's listening to our show for trusting your ears to us and for playing along with our podcast shenanigans. Thank you so much. It really means a lot. My first recommendation is The Well. Welcome to The Well. I am Brandon Edgens. And I am Anson Mount. And on today's episode... It's a celebrity interview show focused specifically on creativity. I'm out of patience a little bit with celebrity interviews where the actor is just promoting their latest project. I've listened to a bunch of long-form interviews, and they have kind of spoiled me for the five-minute-on-the-couch chit-chat about the latest project or whatever. Exactly. I want to go deeper. I want to know more. Yeah. So I'm inspired by hearing actors talk about their craft. How do they delve into the meaning of a story and dig into their characters to do their work? Hearing competent people talk about how they do things is one of my favorite things. Yeah. And that's why I like The Well so much. It's hosted by a filmmaker named Brandon Edgens and the actor Anson Mount. Anson Mount plays Captain Pike on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. And I have to really contain myself to not go off into a tangent about how much I enjoyed Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Maybe we'll get into that later. Bonus episode. Mel geeks out about Star Trek. Yeah. But back to their podcast. I can only assume that the two hosts are genuinely kind and welcoming in real life because they get their guests to really open up. They're very candid and introspective about their work, and it's fascinating to listen to them talk about it. I have two recommendations on where to start with the show. They did a three-part interview with Doug Jones. Do you know Doug Jones? Doug Jones, isn't he the man in the fish suit in Shape of Water and the, I think the Hellboy movies? Yes. He's very tall and very, very thin. And he's a contortionist, an actor, and a mime. Sure. <laughs> and he usually plays creatures in movies. He's worked a lot with Guillermo del Toro. He was the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth. 
right. and Abe Sapien in the Hellboy movies. And of course, the amphibious love interest in The Shape of Water. His stories about his work are fantastic. There's lots of cool emotional stuff. There's the technical aspects of what he does. Loved it. I also enjoyed a two-parter with Ethan Peck. He's an actor who is the grandson of Gregory Peck, equally as handsome. Yeah. And he plays Spock on Star Trek Strange New Worlds. His stories about how he got that role and how he felt about playing it are so charming. All of my impatience about celebrities talking about themselves was flipped on its head by hearing him tell these stories. I felt very warm in my heart. My second recommendation is a live show on BBC Radio that's turned into a podcast, and it's pretty nerdy. Now we're going to get nerdy after the Star Trek, <laughs> after the Hellboy, after the Dungeons and Dragons reference. Now we're really going to go for it? Yeah, we're going for it. All right. It's called In Our Time, and there are more than 1,000 episodes available. So if you like it, you can really go deep. Hello, Edgar Allan Poe. 1809 to 1849, is famous for his gothic tales of horror, madness... And the, the host, Melvin Bragg, is joined by three experts, and they discuss topics in history, science, art, and literature. It's like a masterclass in 45 minutes. There are three things I love about this show. First, Melvin Bragg has an absolutely arid sense of humor and a fantastic British accent, and he's really quite prickly. It's not unusual for him to tell a guest to hurry up and get to the point. Oh. It's very refreshing. <laughs> Two, the experts sometimes get very excited and talk over each other a little bit and like get a little heated because they're academics who have very strong points of view and really deep knowledge about what they're talking about. And three, they're very enthusiastic about getting into the weeds they're not trying to dumb it down, and they assume a certain level of at least curiosity on the part of the listener, if not knowledge. Okay. They will explain things up to a point, so it is pretty accessible, and I've never felt lost when they're talking about complex subjects, but they are not dumbing anything down, and I love it for that reason. There are a bunch of literary episodes that go deep into classics, like The Great Gatsby, They've got the greatest hits of the Brontes, so Jane Eyre, Wuthering Heights, and The Tenant of Wildfell Hall. There are two episodes about Jane Austen, Persuasion, and Emma. There's a great one about Hamlet and Moby Dick. It feels really good to spend that amount of time just focused on one novel. So these are four smart, likable people who are trying to sort of jump you into Oxford University. Definitely smart, not always likable. But oh. somehow the whole show is very engaging. Not likable is sometimes refreshing. They're like they know too much to bother being nice. <laughs> okay. I will say there are Oxford lectures available online that you can listen to. And this show is better than those. Yeah. A sort of related show is Crowd Science. You're listening to Crowd Science from the BBC World Service. Would it be worth triangulating again just to kind of get a sense of... Uh... Yeah, it probably wouldn't be a bad idea. I'm Caroline Steele, and this is the sound of plant biologists... The episodes are under 30 minutes, and they tackle quirky topics like why spices are delicious, where our fat goes when we exercise, and relevant to our interests, the difference between reading and listening to books. The hosts talk to experts just like they do in In Our Time, but the vibe of this one is much more intentionally playful 
and fun and entertaining. That sounds intriguing, but I'm more drawn by the scruffy looking smart guys. <laughs> the thing that I like about crowd science is that it's very well produced. It's slick. It's akin to like this American life where they've put production values onto the information yeah. and in our time is live. So it is a little bit scrappier. Okay. My final recommendation combines creative profiles of writers and their short stories. It's called Michael Sheen, Margins to Mainstream. Welcome to Margins to Mainstream with Michael Sheen. That's me. But this series isn't about me. It's about 11 writers In 2021, when everyone was challenged by the lockdowns, the Welsh actor Michael Sheen helped start an organization to help writers. It's called A Writing Chance. The idea was to give financial support and a platform to marginalized writers, like chronically ill people, LGBTQ plus people, writers who have a hard time getting traction for their work. Right. Each episode is hosted by Michael Sheen. And I got to say, I wish everything was hosted and narrated by Michael Sheen. <laughs> what a voice. What an accent. I could listen to him all day. Yeah. He's basically the shell for the episode. He does a little setup about the writer, and then we hear the writer's voice, and they share the background for the work. And then the story is performed by an actor. Sometimes it's Michael, sometimes it's someone else. It's a really nice combination of behind-the-scenes information and a short story that you probably wouldn't find otherwise. Each episode clocks in at about half an hour, and I'm not going to give you a recommendation for where to start, because they're all great. Those all sound really good. I'm still with the scruffy guys, though. Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more on the books we talked about today and lots of links to the podcasts and episodes I recommended. Thanks for joining us in the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon.